What's going on, everyone? It's Rama Mustafa. It's Emmanuel Hope. And it's the Ends to Excellence podcast. Whoop. Yo. Um, today, we have a special guest with us. In the building. Hey. Yes. Uh, we have Pillar Nawimba. Hey, 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 welcome, hey, welcome, hey, welcome. Hey. No round of applause, no? Oh. oh. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> this, is what, yeah. this is what happens when you come on your friend's podcast and they're too familiar. Mad, right, mad. She's, she's a star now. So I'm telling you, celebrity. Yeah, I should have been frustrated with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so uh, for all those that don't know, Pillar is the co-host and co-producer of Radio One's The Reality Podcast. And when she's not talking on the reality sh- about reality shows, uh, she's a director and social media strategy lead for a marketing agency called Hybrid. So yes, Jeez. welcome to the Flexing. podcast, Pillow. We appreciate you. <laughs> I'm telling you, big boss, director in that. Okay. Oh, you guys are so silly, I'm you. but thank you nah, no for problem. having me. We appreciate you. I got, coming. I got the call, guys. Hey. Been a long time coming. Do you know what I mean? No, we should have got you on earlier, still, but but no, we appreciate I'm you coming. Playing, you've been, you've been busy. You've been busy to be honest. Oh, wow. Okay. I see what we're doing here. Wow. So, um, one of the first things we ask our guests is, what ends are you from? Pillow. Oh my gosh, so I live in Croydon. Mm. Is that no, where you're from? Where are you from? What ends uh, are you where from? Did you grow up? <laughs> we really did this. Yeah. It's about to be a therapy session. We ask all our guests <laughs> the same question. Yeah. So I moved to Croydon maybe about seven years ago. Okay. Okay. So I wouldn't say I grew up there because mm. obviously by the time I got there, I'm grown. In it. I'm yeah. a fully grown woman. Oh. Where did you grow um, up? I spent a majority of my. I spent my. Oh my gosh. Wow. When you say where you grew up, do you mean like college or or uni or what place do you represent? Or um or like where school? Let's say school. Your teens. My teens. Your teens to teens. Well basically I'll tell you all the places I've lived, right? Wow. I, I don't, have I, lived. I, do you want people to know your your location history, your address? No, it's true. Um so one place that pops into your mind that represents So it would probably be from. I was in like Stretton Vale. Okay. Stretton Vale, Mitchum. So okay. Dave so what where Dave's from yeah. mm? Dave is ends. Grew up in Stretton. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Stretton. And um Grew what industry what industry would you say you're excelling in right now? Um so I've worked in social media for the past I'd say ten years. It's been ten years. Veteran. It's been ten years. Dope. So um yeah, and then I'm a newbie. I'm a, I'm a podcast newbie. Award-winning podcast. Award-winning. Yeah, a lot has happened in a short time. But we'll get into that. Yeah. Excellent. So um, let's start at the beginning. Um, like, how did your journey start? Where did, where did you? How did you get into what you do now? Well, the journey started in Brunel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brunel. What? 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 <laughs> um, I actually did a podcast today with Nas from um, Love Island and he went to Brunel as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. But he came out of a first. I know he wasn't in the academy like the rest of us. (laughs) How old is he? So obviously it started in Brunel. And I think we have to shout out Brunel because it's given us a lot of... I think Brunel kind of created this hustle culture. Mm. I would say it's the... Not the sole reason, but it's a big reason Mm. for why I feel a lot of our generation have this kind of hustle mentality, go out, get, do your own thing. I mean, we got to shout out some people from there because it was the ACS really had us all thinking that we could be the next Bill Gates. (laughs) It is, isn't it? Because... I think like especially there is no there is no industry you go into that there's not somebody from Brunel. That we know, yeah. yeah. Do, do you get what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah. So I think Brunel made played a massive part in breeding hustle culture within me. So mm. what did you study in Brunel? Or I, how did you even get into Brunel? 
like let's, let's start like, how's i get in like the rest back. of you guys with no, my oh my a levels i did business uh english lit and lang mm. media did i do media i can't remember <laughs> maybe i did psychology and at one stage i did i did dance as that's a lot of club. That's like okay. six. Is that five? I did. F- I did Listen, five. Business. And dropped one. I business. did five, and I did. I I left with four levels. Got you. Okay. Oh, cool. Well, five dope. ASs. So what did you? What did you? Yeah, um, put some respect on my name, you man. You better, you better put some respect on my name. You've been sending me shade since I arrived today. You better put some respect on my name. How many ACSs do you have? It's not that. A levels. Yeah. A levels. A levels. It's your shade. But yeah. So what did you study in uni after that? So I started out started I started out studying business management with marketing. Okay. And then I decided that I didn't like the marketing. I thought it was a pretty easy course. Right. And I thought, let me switch to business management with accounting. Okay. So what a lot of people don't know is I actually have an accounting degree. So um I mean I I, I I did I did. <laughs> you see? <laughs> you see this? Genuine this is how you want to cheat your guests. It's a genuine question. This is how you want to cheat your guests. Are you get worry about your own bag? I wish you were. I wish you were interviewing me. Worry about your own bag. I wish you were me. Worry about your own bag. Share, share the bag. Mm. Share the bag you secured. Okay. Um, and you have an accounting degree, girl. Yeah, I've got an accounting degree, and um, what I did is I did a sandwich course. So in my year out of the accounting degree. I decided like, yo, these numbers ain't for me. Right. And this is not what I want to, I'm not trying to go to Canary Wharf. Got you. Um, so I remember on my gap year, I had emailed bare places like media. I thought I wanted to get into PR, like marketing. So be like, hey guys, give me an internship, give me, in- give me an internship. And I secured an internship um, with Warner Music. And I remember it was like, I did my interview literally like while we were doing our exams. Oh wow. And I got the I, I got a call from the guy. His name was Adrian. I'll never forget. And he worked in HR. He said, "Hi, I got an email from you. What do you want?" What? And I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm just looking for an internship. I've got a year out, and I need somewhere to like work." Yeah. And he was like, "We don't do that over here." Bye. So I was like, "Okay, right. bye." I remember taking that call in the um, library nice. at Brunel. Yeah. And then, like ten minutes later, I got another call back from him. He goes, "Hey, yeah, I've just had a call from the guy in artist relations. He needs someone on Monday. Can you start on Monday?" Right. I was like, "Yes." And then I went there for the interview. The dog chased me down, yeah. And if you know my fear <laughs> of dogs, yeah, I thought I have fumbled this interview. <laughs> right. Um, so I went on, on this interview and then he was like, okay, I'll be gone for two weeks. I'll let you know. And then two weeks later, I got the call and then two weeks turned into a year. Wow. But it was a year unpaid. Okay. And I remember everyone else in my accounting course went to Canary Wolf and got like 35k in it. <laughs> Securing the bar. They secured and my girl was on zero, yeah? <laughs> I was on zero. I was, I was on expenses. I got you. I was but, about to ask, how did you manage it? Yeah? Ah, I stayed in my mum's house. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't lie, I was real slim though mm. because there was just no money for food. <laughs> and that's why I realised, you know what causes the food part is when you've got a bit of money because you can now wow. afford the delivery, the ah, Uber okay. Eats, and you get the FUPA, wow. whereas I was super free during my um, internship year. But you know what? I didn't get paid, but I would go on record saying that that was one of my best years ever. Oh, wow. Like, I learned so much. That that unpaid year changed my perspective on life. Really? Yeah. So what did you learn in that, in that, in that year? I learned, I learned, um, again, it's an extension of 
the hustle mentality and the hustle culture, right? Because okay. there's there's two types of, I think maybe there's three types of people. Right. There's people that have ideas and want to do stuff. And I think that's the majority of people, right? Okay. Then there's people that will act on that idea, mm-hmm. but act on it just a touch. I want to do this. Let me message someone. Let me do this. Then there's people that will go in, mm. right? Mm. And those are the people that I was surrounded with because when you're working in the music industry, it's uh, <laughs> like it's very competitive, right? Yeah. And also these people know how to blag. Cool, yeah. So they're on every guest list. So I realized, me too. If I don't want, <laughs> if I want to be, if I want to go and have fun, that they're all having. Yeah. And some people like took me under their wing, right? Yeah. So then I remember because I didn't have, because I wasn't getting paid. I remember one time they'd invited me oh we're going for a gig Mm -hmm. so the gig tickets would be free right because obviously you work for a record company you Mm -hmm. you get tickets for free and they said oh let's go to dinner first and i remember just trying to order water (laughs) and then the girl must have clocked because she's obviously been there done that she said pillar it's on the company Amex. It's fine, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I relaxed. You, said you, got, the, you got the lobster, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> listen. You know, you know, you know. Them ones you're ordering from the menu. There were so many times I'd order from the menu, and mm. I wouldn't even know what the food is. Yeah. But my manager was so good. Like, if I started, like, I remember, not is it Noki? I'd be like, can I have the ganocchi? Like, <laughs> mad. I like, can I have the ganocchi? Or there's times like you're at this thing for a work thing, mm. and then there's just bare knives and forks, and yeah. you're just like, <laughs> so they would see me, How and yeah, he'd be like, the one on the right, I'd be like, okay. Like it was, it just, it just propels you into an, another world. And yeah. when you see people like blagging this, that, and that, it teaches you something about life. Right, is that you don't you, you don't get what you don't ask for. Got you. So that's what I left with. Mm. And when you're fresh out of things like university, school, you haven't really faced rejection, right? Yeah. So because you haven't faced rejection, you have all the energy to ask for anything. Mm. And I was seeing these people ask for stuff and get it. Oh, they want Beyonce tickets. Someone's giving it to them. They want to go and see Jay Z. Someone's giving them tickets. So Got I was you. like, okay, this is what it's I possible. need to be doing yeah. now. Oh, they want to be an A and R. They go out to gigs and find an artist and come and pitch an artist. Do you know what I mean? They they want to do PR. They just start working for for their friend who's a singer and starting to get them in magazines. I was like, rah, these people just go out and ask for stuff. And then that's when I realised that okay, me too. I want to you know go out and ask for stuff. And that's what it it really taught me. And it sounds so small, like asking, mm. but do you know how many of us carry so much pride that we're so scared to ask for things? Yeah. Even simple help from your friend. Yeah. Even simple, you might be broke and you are really just there, like you just be eating baked beans because you're scared to ask for money. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But asking for stuff is probably the biggest thing I learned. Yeah. Got you. And how to blank, obviously. Okay. Got you, got you. So after doing that for a year, I'm sure you went back to uni. Yeah, I didn't want to, but I went. Okay, just to finish it <laughs> I off. Got, I was lost in the sauce. Mad. So, okay, fair. So you finished it, and then what was your next step? So I finished that, and I tried to apply for like like loads of music industry jobs, and I just didn't get anything. Okay. The only one that I got, because I was planning not to go back to uni, the only one that I got was two days a week, and that was for another record company, Universal Music, Geffen Records. Mm-hmm. So I applied for that, it was two days a week, so I got that and I went back to uni because it made sense with the... So the accounting degree in the end was a blessing in disguise because it's the only um, it's the only one that gave you days off. 
Oh, right. Whereas the marketing was oh, right. full time. Got you. It was like they were there all the time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I was, I, so where I thought I would need to miss some lectures, I didn't need to. The two okay. days, I just worked the two days around. Yeah. That's okay. a blessing. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I did. I went back. But at least I went back skinny. So how come, <laughs> so how come, how come they, they didn't offer you to stay longer than a year? Or they, for they, them to be to come back after you? They kept, they kept me as long as they could. So they kept me longer than the year. And as soon as my year was finished, my manager got me on a... Um, he got me working through an agency and they started paying me. Right, okay. So they paid me for a couple of months after that. Yeah. So he extended it for as long as, as, long as they could. could. Yeah. Okay. Got cool. you. All right, cool. So after uni... Um, and you finished your course wherever. So when's your next thought of, okay, how am I going to start making money? Like, what did you start doing? Well, firstly, like, I've got, I've got to be real honest. There wasn't money in that, do you know what I mean? Mm, okay. When you're an intern level mm. or you're a marketing assistant level, I can't speak for in this day and age, mm-hmm. but we're talking 2010. 2010, I graduated. 2010, 2011. 2010, 2011. Okay. 2012, those years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, let me not explain to my age. But um, <coughs> we're talking those years. There was what money? There wasn't money. Mm. It's not like. <laughs> it was a crisis. I think I was getting paid like my mum found um, one of my pay slips and she showed it to me. She found one the other day in like the basement or something, so she showed it to me. I was taking home like a couple of hundred pounds a month. Yeah. Like it was real the ghetto. Damn. There was no, there's no money in that mm. stuff when you're, I'm being honest, like there isn't one money. So what did you start doing then? So I kept my little two days a mm. week. Mm-hmm. And after you graduated. After I graduated. Yeah. And then I just started, I, and I was convinced I would get like a full-time gig. Right. <laughs> in the end I got made a redundant. Wow. Oh man. Um, just, just to just, um, go back a bit. So what were you doing for those two days a week at Geffen? I was doing social media. I was a digital marketing assistant. Got you. And um, I was updating MySpaces. Got you. Making, and I was coordinating with like um, digital companies that would be making websites or assets for us. Got you. So, yeah. And But you weren't doing that in your year internship. So what no. made you apply for that role? Because... And how did you get into that? Yeah. One, it was the only thing mm. <laughs> going for me. Mm-hmm. And two, like, I was always on Twitter. Got you. As soon as they announced what Spotify was, I, I signed up. Got you. So it made sense. Like, I knew all of that stuff. I was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I knew what Spotify was. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I was active. Like, I was aware of Bebo. I was aware of MySpace. So it just made sense to me. Mm. It's not something that I had planned to do. Mm. So, so I was like, okay, this is there. I know this. I sat down. I went and asked. Again, the asking thing. Mm-hmm. There was, because um, once you start going out and you meet people, so I met a couple of people and yeah. I just went up to her and I said hey I'm applying for this role um, and th- it turned out the woman who was hiring for the job was a woman I had met she used to work there Sick. so I was like oh I'm interviewing with your friend and I know you do this job Dope. can you give me some advice she basically helped me set up my presentation for the interview I walked in and got it straight away wow. that's favor boy so because what? So you're saying this is like 2010, 2011, yeah, yeah. and now doing that role, that's like now that's big business now. Like that's an industry on its own. So by chance, you ended up doing this thing because you were aware of these social media platforms. Yeah, yeah. And I did my dissertation on how um, the internet changed the music industry. Sick, dope. Even though I did an accounting degree. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, right. That's wild. So but after, yeah. so after, obviously, being made redundant, you graduated. So. 
What, what yeah, so I was there for a little while, but while I was there, I was only there two days a week, and then, um, how do I say this? I don't know if this bit is important or not. It's your story, it's your story. So I remember I got called into the office, and he was like, Pella, we're thinking about maybe you don't need to be in the office anymore, why don't you set up as a freelancer, as your own business, right. and we'll give you the work from there. And I was like, no, I don't really want to do that, because I don't want to... Um, I wanna, I don't, I wanna be in the office with other people. I don't wanna work on my own. And now I look back, I was like, am I dumb? <laughs> <laughs> I was in my feelings. Do you mm, know what I mean? Yeah. So what? But what I did do is I kept that two day, two days a week. And then the other, I'm, when you out and about, and you meet people. I just picked up some. I picked up some clients. Got you. I had like two other clients. Well, let's. You just pick up clients, like clients for what? Like for what? How did you find them? Like, One girl I met her at carnival. Because <laughs> you know when you're when you're 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 now when you get into those things, mm. people have like these crews, these clicks, not crews and clicks, but you just meet like a group of women, right? Okay. And I started hanging out with this group of women, mm-hmm. and then through this group of women, I met other women. I met this woman that does PR, okay. and everyone will ask, "What do you do? What do you do?" Right? right? Yeah. You know when you go to things, sometimes people before they even ask your name, "Oh, what do you so do?" So you're unintentionally networking. Yeah, what you're you? unintentionally networking, and I met her at Carnival, and she's like, "Oh, what do you do?" And I told her what I do, and she goes, "Okay, I'm working on this book." Um, she worked for a PR company, so she was working for this book, and it was a um, it was a coffee table book okay. about the history of hip hop. Sick. So she said, "Do you want to do it?" And I said, "Yeah." And she asked, "Okay, how much are you going to charge?" I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. So I just plucked one number out of the air, yeah. and then I realised I went in so low. Mad. I went in so low. I went in about like seven hundred pounds a month when I realised wow. I could have like really double, triple. But Mad. I didn't know anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, they just said yes instantly. I was like, okay. But I met this girl at Carnival, Mad. and then I was trying my sister sing. So I was trying to help my sister with her group. So I would email like producers, and I remember I'd emailed Da Vinci, mm. and I said, hey, do you want to work with my sister's group? Like they can sing. Da, yeah. da, da. I think he must have sent it to his manager, and his manager messaged me and said, come in for a meeting. I thought I was going there to, to pitch my yeah, sister's sister, group, yeah, yeah. and she was like, so what do you do? <laughs> so I told her what I do. She's like, oh yeah, come in. We've got this other artist. So then I had two clients. Mad. Wow. Ah, straight away. Straight away. Very yeah. Where the group didn't bang. He gave them one song though. They went. Okay, they okay. did. They fair they enough. supported Neo on tour. Okay. Dope. Fair enough. So Dope. you know, Dope. everyone Dope. has their own journey, innit? There you go. <laughs> so um, so you've you've started this freelancer business. You picked up two clients. So how how did you find that experience of freelancing with these clients and working for? the music company oh it was fine like the music company like they, they, they didn't care yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't care i was just a nobody so wait so so you you to dial it back so now you've picked up clients is this for your so you've had to set up your own business at the time i hadn't i would I so how was you getting paid through by finding your own clients me i would just send i didn't even know hand. what an invoice was in it i would send an invoice one woman <laughs> she used to pay me by check wow <laughs> she'd give me a check and i would go to the bank Okay. Wow. I'd go to the bank and I'd cash so it out. So so this is and I had to wait five days for that money to clear. I those days. <laughs> this is early days, but yeah, like she'd give me a check and the other one, I think they just pay, they just paid me into my account. I remember I'd gone to Miami with the girls, right? And I was I'd spent everything I had, and when I came back, that check cleared. I was like, oh, thank God! Wow, <laughs> brought you back to life. Yeah, okay. thank God. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, I didn't have a thing until I got made redundant. When I got made redundant, yeah. that's when I had to set up a Okay, so how? So what age was you when you started setting up your, your company? <sighs> oh, okay. I mean, I just we're just trying to figure out. Um, no, I was twenty. I was twenty-five. 
So you must have been quite young. 25, no experience really. Like yeah. nothing over an assistant. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I decided, am I going to apply? I remember there were some jobs I even turned down because um, I don't know why. Like when you look back and things, you're like, why did I do that? Like I don't know why I did that because really if I'd done that, I'd probably be... You know sometimes you look back and you think, if I had done that, I'd be further enough. But really and truly everything works out yeah. in the way it's meant to work out. Yeah. Okay. So um, I hadn't taken those jobs and I just was at home. And I was just like, do you know what? Let me just do my own thing and um, not take another music industry job. I was so like um, hurt <laughs> from the redundancy. Yeah. I remember that time I got made redundant, student finance hadn't been taking any money from me, but that redundancy payment, they took half. Oh. Mad. I was so, ah, I was Disclaimed so it. hurt, yeah. Mad. And you know when when you're young, like everything is still so personal. Yeah, of course, yeah. And it felt so personal. And that they were making you redundant, like as if it wasn't about them losing money or anything. It's like they want you out or something like that. Yeah, but they shut down the whole thing, but they yeah. carried a lot of people on, and I wasn't on that list. Oh right, <laughs> that, okay. That's what I was so like, yeah, maybe it is a bit I personal. Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was so hurt, boy. <laughs> I was, I was really. It was a real tragedy. I thought my life had come to an end. Yeah. Because you've been living in this bubble for a little while and then yeah. it's taken away from you. Yeah. yeah, okay. So you started, so how did you bounce back? What was back? Like, what was, so you started, you're saying you started a company. How was that for you in terms of So I took, I took a bit of time out. I took like a year out. I decided to do a hair company. Okay. With a friend. Mm. We just went to South Africa for we'll start this business. Yeah. Um And uh, obviously that flopped. Oh, man. <laughs> and then I came back and I was like, oh shit, I better do something. And I was like, well, let me go back to what I know. Mm. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, remember I had those two clients that was popping or whatever. Um, so I just, uh, I read this book called The Four Hour Work Week. Right. What's his name again? Have you guys read it? Um, Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss. I read The Four Hour Work Week. Mm. And it was talking about the power of outsourcing. At the time, it was Odesk. Okay. Um, Odesk was this platform that you could outsource your work to. So the premise of having a four-hour work week is he had this business and he could basically just live on a beach and he only had to work for four hours a week because he outsourced his work to experts yeah and reading this book i was like wow and it made me think no i can't be the person that outsources the work to experts but i can be one of those experts what i realized through that is the music industry was one of the first industries heavily affected by the internet and social media so that means i was very early into the social media game and i thought to myself after reading this book that it's only a matter of time before restaurants need it before corporate companies need it before businesses need it so i went on to odesk and signed myself up as a person willing to um provide services provide services yeah dope but it didn't work for me oh because i was getting outpriced by everybody in india and thailand oh right okay so it wasn't working for me but i found an equivalent called people per hour yeah so i signed up to people per hour and basically i was selling my services for cheap yeah Mm. i undercut everybody i was selling my social media like for for 25 pounds a week I will write you two tweets a day. Oh, right. That's so, light, though. That's right. So I said, okay. But then I became like they're yeah. one of their best sellers. Got you. To the point that when their social media person was leaving, they she contacted me and was like, um, I want you to pitch to take over. This role. At people per hour. Yeah. As Sick. A, as a, to take them on as a client. So I did dope. that. That's dope. dope. Yeah. That's dope. So, um, 
And how long was did you do that for? Did what that for felt? about three years. Wow. Okay, cool. Um, not so just them. I had like a, a range of clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just started upping my prices. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> at first I was working for a, a measly hundred pound a month, right? Yeah. For these little clients. And then when I got them, you know, you have to add the zeros. Mm. Yeah. So then I added a couple of, added a zero on that. Yeah. Do you get what I'm trying Secure to say? Secure the yeah. bug. And then while I was working for them, this advertising agency contacted me. Mm. And he was like, hey, I need somebody. On the, on the Monday mm. and I was like uh, what is this <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he said I need someone to come into the office I was like I don't do I don't and walk in yeah. I, don't, I don't go into people's offices mm. I just work yeah. from my little bedroom do you know yeah. what I mean I just and then um, I remember speaking to my friend at the time and she worked in advertising she was like oh how's it going I was like yeah it's going on. I was like oh these people asked me to come into their office and she was like what are they called so then I said the name mm. she was like are you mad Spinning plates, then did you did you have to get someone else in, or what did you do? Spinning plates, all the, yeah, clients. All the clients. So I had, I had, at that point, I had two people working for me. Yeah. Okay, employees. So you had employees. At I had stage. two. So you was a business owner with two employees. Yeah, but one of them, it was still, it was too early onboarding for me to leave. Does that I make sense? No. They had, um, like, imagine someone joins and within their first three months, I'm out. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Like, I was getting anxiety. Yeah. Because I couldn't handle it. You know when they say, like, oh, when your plate is full, mm. don't complain when your plate is full because that's all, always what you wanted. Mm. But your plate can't be full until you have the right processes in place. Yeah. And I was too immature to know that I was too early in my journey to really understand business. Right. I understood, I knew how to, I knew how to pitch to get a client. But to maintain it. Ah, yeah. to maintain it with like business. I was, I was too early in the yeah. game yeah. to know how to do that. I really fumbled the bag. I fucked it up nice. so badly wow. because I didn't know how to. Because yeah. I had this person in, she was new and I hired her because I liked how her Instagram looked. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then before I, do you know what I mean? I yeah. hired her because I knew her. She's good, but I wasn't there to nurture yeah, and yeah, for her yeah. to understand. Yeah, Whereas yeah, the other sure. girl was like a star that just knew things, mm. but then she couldn't talk to clients. Got you. Do you get what I'm trying to say? You know, some people are not client facing yeah, people. Yeah. So then what that left me was then they would be able to do the work but then I would still have to deal with my clients yeah. whilst being in a client's office. Yeah, got you. And imagine I'd be in a pub trying to take calls at yeah. lunchtime. Yeah. And you're like, and you know, Oxford Circus is a busy place, so it's yeah. loud, and there's like, there's background noise. Yeah. Like, can you not go to a meeting, meeting room? Meeting room, yeah. What meeting room do I have? <laughs> I'm in a pub, mate. The mm. pub was actually the quietest because people are not day drinking on a Tuesday. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'd have to take my lunches at different times. It just wasn't working. Yeah. And before they knew, before I knew it, they were trying to get rid of me because they were like, you're not. Who was trying to get rid of you? My, my, my other clients. Because right. they were like, you're not. <laughs> you're not you're not there when we need you like mm. the work's getting done but sometimes we need someone to talk to yeah, physically yeah, sure, sure, sure. like a client should be able to pick up the phone and then I had peop two people there one of them was scared of clients <laughs> and the other one was just too new to, to represent properly and then I was probably also a bit too hands on like a bit too controlling over yeah, the matter yeah, 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 so sure. really and truly it was my fault like yeah. then mm. not, it, was not a recipe to... it was a recipe for disaster yeah. mate but on the other hand, I was in this new place again, and I'd worked alone for so long. Yeah. I forgot what it's like to work with people. Oh, right. Things like small talk, I forgot. <laughs> Things like banter, I didn't know. Yeah. I know that sounds mad, but no, you I get what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't know how to banter. And then people from different backgrounds, I was struggling. Fair. <laughs> Fair. But yeah. I had to relearn. So as, as far as you having your two employees and that whole experience, what, do you, what, like, what did you learn from that like going forward? Oh my gosh, I learned processes is the most important thing mm. ever. I've learned that you need to have a proper hiring process okay. as well. So you need to have a hiring process, you need to have a process for onboarding new clients, you need to have a process for onboarding new employees. Mm. You need to, you know, you need to make sure there is someone to do the work and someone to speak to the client. You need an account manager and maybe a community manager. Oh, do you yeah. get what I'm trying to say? Oh, or yeah. if you're putting that role in one, it's like a social media manager, someone who could manage the content and someone who can communicate that effectively to the client. Yeah. I just learned so much. I learned not to do my invoices late. I oh, learned yeah. like, <laughs> 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 you know? Yeah. I, I learned a lot. I was terrible. I was a joke. So then how did that phase end? That phase ended with eventually I made a very difficult decision to shut it down. Okay. Not to shut it down, but to shut it down in the way it was working. I was just like, do you know what? I can, I can make 
the same with less stress, just work every time. Yeah. Well, you. And I chose to do that. Okay, so as in, so yeah, like, explain to us the, the dynamics of shutting down your own business. Ah, it was like a breakup. Hmm. So, so as in, you you had to let go of your employees. You had to yeah, tell, let go tell of the clients. Which you I had remember at the, the time. first person I had to fire. I felt that in my chest. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. was, uh, I felt it in my chest. Mm. I felt, I, mean, I think I've been, because when you've got no one to answer to, yeah, yeah. I remember I'd finished my contract then, I was back at home. Yeah. When you've got no one to answer to, you can spend the day in bed when you feel a bit depressed. Yeah. So I fired her and I was, I was the one depressed. Mm. Wow. Wow. And then, and then, so then you still had clients at the time, you had to let them Yeah, so then I let one go and then one stayed with me and then I got a call from ITV. Like, right. Oh, come in. Yeah got this show yeah I was like okay so I went and then in the process of that that was ad hoc in out in out mm. I started really enjoying that and I just made the decision like I think this might be regular and even if it's not regular I know I can manoeuvre yeah. so let me get rid of these last two yeah. I had gone I had cut it down to two mm. and those were the two two I kept those two because I liked them got yeah. like I had a personal relationship with the um, I was personally invested in the success of that business because I kept them and I just kept her doing that mm. um, and then yeah and those they they were fine with the communication so I went back I was like I reworked everything I was like okay this is the process this is how it's going to work and they were fine so I could basically go to work and then have someone running that and it was it was absolutely fine and at the end of the month I'd send would send the reports mm. would send the invoices sometimes I'd jump on calls if they did them in the evening just yeah. because I was personally invested do yeah. you get what I'm trying to say yeah. and, it, and it worked fine I'd make a bit out of it like not as, not as substantial man. not as much I was, as I was making when I made the most I was probably my unhappiest okay. because it just felt like a shit show Got you. but with that one I was making like a decent amount from it with much effort yeah. but then I was just like you know what I've got to probably make a decision here so I made the decision and they're still my friends to this day like their businesses are flourishing Dope. when they have events I'm there like Dope. I was literally at one like last week like, okay I love them so much they've become friends mentors Excellent. to me do you want to shout out the business or yeah Black British Business Awards okay, one cool. is one of them cool. Sick. Sick. but um so you mentioned like sending out reports and things like that so um can you like explain what that role entails of being a social media manager or, and things like that. What reports are you sending? What, what do you do daily? Um, yeah, just um, elaborate on that. So daily, so you get this from a client, you get a brief mm -hmm. and the brief will outline, okay, the objective of this campaign is to either raise awareness for this TV show, raise awareness for this product or just communicate what we're doing to mm -hmm. our audience or maybe it is to nurture the audience, speak to the audience, and um, yeah, that would be the brief. Right. And then from the brief, you come up with um, an idea or a strategy of how you would effectively do that mm. using social media. Okay. Um, and then give that they sign off. And once they've signed off, then you work on creating uh, like a content plan. Yeah. Um, so that is, okay, this is going to go on Twitter, it's going to go on Facebook, yeah. it's going to go on Instagram, or yeah. maybe it's just an Instagram campaign, maybe it's just LinkedIn, maybe it's just Pinterest, or now yeah. there's Trilla, there's mm. TikTok, yeah. or whatever. And then you you make the, um, 
you you work with like an editor to make video content because video is growing now. Yeah. You always write the copy, um, and then yeah, and then you once it's signed off, you post away, and then you have to report either at the end of the week or the end of the month like how successful um, what you do, what you've done has been against their objective. And then if you if you're doing stuff in TV, it's a bit different. You've got a live tweet, right? So when there's like a TV show, you're on the you're live tweeting. So you're actually the one who's tweeting. Yeah, yeah, personally. yeah, 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 yeah. For okay. The, for, it depends if you work for the channel. I worked for the channel, so I'd live tweet from the channel. If you work for the show, you live tweet from the show account. So there's two okay. different accounts. Okay. So yeah, you'd be at home and you'd be like. Ah, ah, so some ah, people ah, are just ah, at ah, you, thinking that you're you're so, you're. Oh, hundred like percent. Ah, listen. <laughs> one time, one time, Black Twitter came for me. <laughs> but it was work. It was so funny. Wow, what happened? I, I used the term. Um, we had used the term. We'd use the term sassy. Okay. On the, one of the black girls. Yeah. And but she actually refer, what the public didn't know she referred to them she refers to herself as sassy. Cool. So they're like my kind of aggression. Oh right. Can right. <laughs> you imagine my whole office was looking at me like as the only black girl like. What did you <laughs> <laughs> and I was <laughs> I can't lie I was at home like refreshing to see the comments and my chest would hurt every moment I refresh. <laughs> it was very tense. I, I just couldn't wait till the next person made the fuck up so that it could just go off me and onto another yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm oh, sorry, are we allowed to swear? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so, yeah, so working in ITV, um, like what was that experience like? It, obviously, you were used to working in music and you enjoyed it and now you've gone into television. Like, how was that for you? It was so good because remember I said to you guys like I had um, I was missing media mm-hmm. yeah. like even when I was at Thingy it was fine like I, so it was in, at BBH yeah. at the advertising agency it yeah. was essential learning for me yeah. but I was really writing food tweets for Tesco right, do you get okay. what I'm trying to cool, say yeah. again that's not very sexy and I'm still watching my friends do enjoyment yeah. on Instagram yeah. and now they've introduced Instagram stories so now you want to make me feel worse about my life <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. and I'm like that was my old life you know that was yeah, where you're just yeah. reminiscing that's my old life mm. I've missed an element of that so TV was the perfect way back in and I felt like oh my gosh I've been given another chance mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. because the great thing about that was it, it was corporate but it had an element of entertainment yeah. do you get what I'm trying to yeah. say yeah. like it wasn't f- fully entertainmenty. Um, but it was enough to give me that taste back into being into entertainment. Got you. And I, I enjoyed it. Mm. I, I loved it. Got you. And what other thing, you, you mentioned tweeting on the, the ITV channel account. Yeah. You worked for some programs as well? Yeah, yeah. So on when you're on the channel account, you tweet any programs that mm-hmm. are on. So some campaigns, you'd work. there'd be a specific team that works on it. So like Love Island, mm-hmm. we were part of a specific team that worked on that for ITV2. Okay. Um, and we were quite instrumental for bringing through like a youthful voice, right. a youthful tone of voice, yeah, 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 yeah. using, you know, language of the internet, language yeah. of Twitter, shall yeah. we say, mm-hmm. as we would say. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also there'll be times you'd be tweeting shows like 100 Year Old Driver. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you have to be versatile yeah. to tweet across the board. And that was great in terms of testing the skills. And sometimes it'll be a food show and I'll be like, yes, let me flex my food show thing. But it was a learning curve, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially when you're when you're when you're like in a team with older, more experienced people that have been doing that for time mm. and you haven't touched entertainment for a long time, like you shake for a while, but it took a while, but eventually I found my voice. Excellent. That's dope. 
So and what I got from being in those places is mm. like, why am I the only black girl? Mm. So Do what, what's what, it, what is it made up of? Like the, the demographic behind the, the screen of, of, of all these Twitter handles. Like, what is it like? I've always been the only black girl. No, but uh, outside, apart of, from you, outside of me, no, I mean, apart yeah, from no, you, what's, yeah. the, what's the demographic? In? Is it are they all white, um, thirty-year-old men? Like? Yeah, ma- majority white men. Thirty is actually too young. They're older. Really? Yeah, thirty yeah. is young. They're older. Tweeting, Twitter thing. Listen, but so, yeah, but you can. That's, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. can change their voice. That's what yeah. you're. What, that's what you're meant to do. Right. So surprised. I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm so surprised. Yeah, yeah. And it's a whole team. Like, it's you guys tweeting your creatives. That's your role, your social right, creatives. Right, okay, cool. Um, so that's what, that's what the department will be now. It's just a social creative. Yeah, you'll be a social creative. Yeah. And then there's like producers. Mm. It's a whole production, fam. Sick. One tweet, you know. Mad. The only time you got real, like, um, where you didn't have to get approvals when you live to, when you live to, you can yeah, go you can bam, you, you can just go in. Yeah. But when you get that call to delete a tweet, then you know. Mad. <laughs> must have been a spicy tweet. It must have been a spicy. I think I've only, only got two calls to delete tweets. Mad. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Um, so you, you mentioned being the only black female. Like, what? How did you cope with with that in, in your workplace? Well, I've mentioned names now, so I can't really say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, oh, sorry. Is, is this your current job now? Or? No, but no, 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 I'm, they're I'm, all I'm over TV. my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all, all right. over my Instagram. All right, cool. All right, cool. The, if I didn't mention names, I would. I okay, would, generally, I would be honest. generally working in industry. How do you find? How that? do you find kind of work? You being maybe the minority in in, in different industry scenarios. I'll tell you what I learned. Right, I learned two things. I learned the men are always getting paid more. If you're, especially if if you're a freelancer, mm. my advice is. If you're a freelancer on a day rate, what I learned the hard way is, first of all, the men were getting paid more. Secondly, the more I, d- once we learned that, two of us learned that together, we were like, eh, we're changing our rate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was the incorrect way to do it. Right, because okay. we went in, I think them lot were on like, it was something like a hundred pound more a day. Mm. Yeah. And then by the time we went in there demanding, yeah. it was just like, when the person breaks it down to you that if you were a permanent member of staff, mm. what you're asking for is like a 300% increase, yeah. 150% increase. Yeah. That is impossible mm. in the way in which it works. And there was a young guy there who's probably le- on less than mm-hmm. everyone, but we were told that he would do six months incremental increases. Sick. And it's not that you don't ask for a pay rise mm-hmm. when you're a freelancer. You yeah. say to them, my day rate has changed mm. to this. And that was the biggest um, learning curve right. for me. So, so what was the outcome of that conversation? <laughs> we got we got we got an increase, yeah. but mm. it wasn't the increase we wanted. Right. It was like ten pounds less or something. Yeah. But that little ten pound adds up across so a month. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. we got we got we got an increase. Yeah. We didn't get we didn't get a match, but you know. But you realised there was a better strategy towards. There was a better strategy to do it. Right. Okay. And then the other thing I learned, and I'm quite proud of myself because I, you know is to um, speak up when you think there's um, an unconscious bias. You speak right. up on it. And mm. sometimes people don't like it. Mm. But I can now, with my chest, say that I haven't let a situation pass me by without saying something. Oh. And I'm proud of myself for doing that. Sick. And I feel like we should all do that. Mm. And I feel like yeah. if we're ever in a position as well to hire, we should be we should be open to someone else telling us that. Mm. that we may be acting a certain way. Mm. So I think it's a two-way thing, do you know what I mean? We speak on it and we shouldn't be too prideful to be spoken to about it. 
Do you feel oh. that's ever, ever um, had an impact on your career, um, speaking out on uh, perhaps a unconscious bias bias or scenario where people might judge you differently? In, in, that, in both instances, no, it hasn't. Right. But that's because I didn't speak to Sally in HR, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you mentioned one of the instances, or is it too? No, I can't, because I've mentioned so many names, I can't. <laughs> okay. but, wh- but one of them, like, we're, we're good, like, we don't work together anymore, yeah. we're good friends, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And the other thing is, when you're speaking up to an unconscious bias thing, holler at a friend who works in HR before you do it. <laughs> that's what I did. Okay. And my friend advised me. Yeah. Okay. What did they advise you? My friend, on one of them, my friend advised me, don't reply. Because okay. she said, she said you spoke to them in person. They've messaged you on email. Mm-hmm. They're trying to cover their backs Go by ahead. the way that they've worded it. So don't reply because you're not confirming or denying it. Go so then you left them sweating. Mm. Mad peckers, yeah. <laughs> That's dope. That That's was dope. one of them. And on the other one, and then the other thing is, the other thing is, I will always double check because the other one, it could have, re- sometimes it can be in your head. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's important to cross check. Yeah, yeah. Cause you know, sometimes like, is, this a, is it cause I'm a woman? Is yeah, it because I'm yeah, black? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not every day. <laughs> yeah. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So I always try to cross check and I try to cross, cross check with someone who's unbiased. Yeah. Like if you're going to have a bias towards me and you're just going to be a yes person, I'm not going to ask you yeah. because I can't be out here looking like an idiot. Yeah. So I tried to ask someone who is in a position where they have to do this stuff regularly before I speak up on it. I was going to say that I had to do that one time because they didn't understand like colorism, like what, what sometimes the different, you know, the age old argument with light skin, dark skin, whatever. So I had to educate them because they're like, but you're all the same, whatever. So I had to educate them why a, a specific tweet was seen a certain way. Mm. So, but it's one of those ones that I had to make a decision, like, should I keep quiet on this or should I reply all and give a breakdown? Mm. So I just had to reply all and give a breakdown. And it's what, you know what you said about, you send links. Yeah. There was one time people were not understanding because, and that's the thing about working in social media on the front line, right? Yeah. So when shit's going down about, oh, um, I remember when What's Her Name was on, on, on Love Island, people were like, the Twitter conversation was about um, why Samira isn't getting any love or whatever, okay. or why people think that black women are historically seen as less attractive in right. the media. So a lot of them were like, why are they saying, why are they saying this? Why, mm. are they, why are they saying this on Twitter yeah. or whatever? And you know, you just had to, you, I did what you did. You just sent articles yeah. to educate people. And I find that we're living in a very, a fragile world where right oh. where you say people are scared to say stuff sometimes yeah. or sometimes when people say stuff it can be as you said like someone might be speaking the truth and then all of a sudden someone else is hurt you're like, oh, oh, mm. oh. Yeah. but sometimes it's like some i think we're living in a day and age where people are open to hearing stuff like that it's like what you said if you send a link they're open to it they'll read it and some people might be like yeah i understand other people are like this is absolute rubbish but yeah, it's, there. Well, yeah. it's there it's there like, it's there it's such a it's such a good way to do that. Like sometimes you make it less personal. You just be like, okay, don't take what I'm saying, but here's loads of other people that have written about it. Have do your research. Dope. But um, let's let's bring it back to your career and what you've done and okay. what you're currently doing. So so now you're the co-host of the reality podcast. Yep, yep, yep. Published on BBC Sounds and 
Come on, uh, and come linked on. to uh, BBC <laughs> BBC Radio <laughs> One. So let, let's let's talk about how that came about and like the beginnings of that. Do you know why I'm so excited about that? Yeah, Go because on. I'm Zambian, right? Mm-hmm. My granddad in Zambia, in his farm in the village, he doesn't know what ITV is yeah. But you say BBC, they know. <laughs> so it's like my granddaughter, like we sent you to this country and you're actually doing something that we we can be a bit proud of. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how long it lasts, my granddad can tell all the other villagers that she worked for BBC. <laughs> so how did that come about? So Raj, who's my co-host, mm-hmm. we tagged team um, a season of Love Island together okay. for the social media on ITV2 social media channels. Yeah. Um, she got a, she worked in radio before that. So you know how I worked in music? Mm-hmm. She worked in radio Great. for the Asian Network. And her old producer hollered at her saying, hey, we've got this thing that's come up for reality TV. I'm seeing on your social you're doing this. And she was like, yeah, I'm doing that. I know another girl that's doing it too. Mm. And then she was like, come on, we've got this thing. So I was like, okay. I was just on one call one evening. Okay, how do we do this pitch? Came up with some ideas or whatever. Yeah. And then we had a call with the producer. And he was like, yeah, cool, I'm going to send this. He sent it. Next thing you know, okay, you need to come in for a meeting. So what We're was going the pitch? Let's let's <laughs> let's let's. Dive. It was just a pitch about a rea- a, rea- a reality TV podcast. Right. Okay. So, so literally, like a trailer or? Not even a trailer. It was just a pitch. They to talk just, about reality TV. It was just a pitch. Yeah, we want a reality TV podcast. How will this work? Yeah. And obviously, we've been doing that on the on a in a different realm. Got you. Um. So we were like, actually, people talk about this. These are the kind of people you need to get, blah, 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 blah. We came in as producers. Mm. So we brought in as producers. I was like, girl, like, I do social media. What do I know about producing podcasts? Oh, you love it. It's the same. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, and then um, the next thing you know, we're just like, okay, the BBC want to meet you guys. Dope. So we're in this meeting mm. with a commissioner. And then we're just excited. You know, once you get into it, you're just excited. You're like, yeah, we could do this. They could talk about the Kardashians. Yeah, and then when yeah. it comes to like Love Island, you need to get this person on Twitter, that person on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. So we're just bantering how we would in the office, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we would just be the loud mouse in the office. I remember one guy left our team to join another team and he walked past and he said, I can hear you two from the other side. <laughs> I can Mad. hear you guys. Cause it was such a good team, man. Yeah, we had cool. a laugh, like yeah, it was yeah. so much fun. Yeah. You don't realize it until in hindsight. And I tried to always make sure when I was at ITV to never get involved in gossip. I tried my best, you know, in the end you get dragged in, but I tried my best to not get involved <laughs> in, in gossip. Cause my mom told me like, don't be get, don't be, don't be going into no corporate offices and getting involved in he said, she said, yeah. right? So I just I just turned my blind eye to a lot of things and mm. really enjoyed my team. And they tried to make you feel like included. They were open to hearing stuff like I've just told you guys. It was just a good team. It was yeah. the first time in a long time I had felt like, oh, mommy, I'm home. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Or is it honey, I'm home? Honey. <laughs> <laughs> With my bush self. I wasn't born in this country, please. Um, so yeah, so BBC commissioner. Yeah, and then the next thing you know is we get we get we get told to, hey they um, go and as producers go and find some hosts. Mm-hmm. So we did our hit list of hosts that like we want this person, that person, this person, that person. Mm-hmm. Like we were ready. Mm. Like do you know what I mean? we were about to make the sickest podcast. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. we're so ready. We know who would be great. Da, da, da. So we start doing these um, sessions with okay. different 
you know, hosts. hosts. Yeah. And then at the end, our producers just like, our exec producers just like, oh yeah, they want you guys to, to do a test session as well. Oh, okay. So then we were like, okay, we'll do one. And then before you know it, they just decided to give it to us. Sick. Yeah, yeah it's a bit mad. But mainly because we would, I think, when you start your own podcast, like you two have, yeah. you're invested in it because it's, it's your thing. Mm. But for a lot of famous people that are like presenters and hosts, if it's just another job They're to them. They're just a talent. It's just it? a talent. Yeah. So I think they thought with us, if we get a, like, me and Raj are no ones, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't say like no, that. No, 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 you know what I mean? You're in the grand scheme, newbies. We're, yeah. we're newbies. We're not like celebrities or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like I'm a celebrity get me out of here is gonna call and be like yeah come to Australia yeah. but the other talent because they're on the rise like that mm. if they get that kind of call they're gone they're and gone, all of a sudden yeah. this is Got left you. so they were like okay you two seem pretty invested in this you're committed to and it, there's yeah. banter yeah so you got the energy to take it through take it yeah. and and I think it's fair to say that we're a bit more invested into it mm. than like because we haven't come into this industry as talent, mm -hmm. we've come in behind the scenes. Yeah. So when you're behind the scenes of something, you're invested in making it work, right? Mm -hmm. When you're talent, you've got another job. Got you. You're ready. Yeah. You've got your Instagram followers. Mm. You've got your agent. You're ready. Boom, boom, bang, bang. Mm. With us, when when you're, you know, behind the scenes, when you're given one project that works, you're like, I'm going to make this work. Yeah. You're only as good as your last campaign. Got so you. when it got commissioned, so how does that work? Do they, do they like give you an advance to say, yeah, we're going to commission you for X, Y, and Z amount of episodes? Or? Yeah. yeah. We knew how long we were commissioned for. Right. Okay. So it's, it was. Fun. And I learned my lesson, boy, because when I was at uni, I used to tell everyone, I'm, like, I'm doing this. I remember telling everyone, I'm going to have a full time job. Um, in a record company when I've left uni and then when they kept me two days a week and then got rid of me I was like ha huh. mm. so this time I didn't tell anybody until it once it was on that BBC website even when we were doing our photo shoots everything I wasn't telling nobody mm. once it was on that B once our first mini intro episode went on our BBC episode went on the BBC website that's when I announced it wow oh. that's because I knew it's actually happening and I didn't believe it was happening so how does it I just, sorry for, for the listeners so how does it actually break down in terms of, of the money you don't have to tell us how much you earn hey, but hey. As in like, how does it break down in terms of okay is it like a record deal where you know they, they, they give me an advance and then a percentage of whatever earnings web I don't know or like is it like a, I don't know 360 deal where they're just <laughs> chopping some merch or something I don't know well first of all we're not um, we're not talent that you have a 360 deal that's like an artist right um, okay. so it's it works as any other job would work right you. you get paid for what you do right it works as any other job so it's, right. a, it's a, is it per so episode per hour so <laughs> mm. i should have really checked how much i'm allowed to say so no you you so obviously we we host it mm -hmm. yeah mm. so you get paid to host it got you and then we produce it Got you. and we get paid to produce it okay. so then together mm -hmm. that makes a sum of money that you get at the um, end of every month Got you. all right okay so per okay almost yeah. per episode per, <laughs> as in per hours in putting yeah. as in they won't pay you unless you do it yeah, if you if, if you if you don't have if you don't produce an episode, what what invoice are you sending? Yeah, so is that's it, so that's what what I'm trying to ask is that is are you required to, to do it like militantly every Thursday, for example, or, or is it just as you creatively think, okay, we're gonna do it? No, consistency is key, as you guys know, right? Mm. Yeah. So 
when when we're on, we have to deliver an episode every single week. Got you. Right. Okay. Great. So, how have you found that process? Obviously, um, starting this podcast, producing it. Um, obviously, now you're winning awards. Hey. Um, so, yeah, how have you found it? even meeting loads of celebrities? Like, yeah. How have you found that? We've, we've always met. I've always worked with Fair. celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I was an intern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not an intern. <laughs> I, I remember one time, yeah, uh, when I was an intern, mm. I remember before Patron was a thing. So mm. I, I was on Patron from early because there was this particular artist performing at, like, uh, it was a Brits after party that the place I was working was hosting mm. and on their rider was chicken wings and coffee patron. Which artist was this place? Ah, I'm not telling you. <laughs> it was chicken wings and coffee patron and it wasn't a big thing back yeah. then and I had to go all around London looking for this coffee patron. Mad. Mad. So, yeah, that's, what, that's, what that's what A-listers. That's what A-listers can be doing. Yeah, so yeah. you, so you felt comfortable working with celebrities because you've been doing it from early. I felt comfortable working with celebrities, but I didn't feel comfortable switching from behind the scenes to in front of a mic and in front of a camera. Well, you especially. seem pretty comfortable now. Like it, that's because well, I know you guys and I just chat bare. No, in it. no <laughs> as in on, as in on your podcast. Is it? Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, that's a that's that's a facade. Oh, Do you no. know what I mean? No, but there's no. It doesn't seem like it's no offense. It doesn't seem like there's much of a difference between you having a conversation in, in real life and you when you and, and you hosting a podcast, which is a good thing. Uh, I hope so. That's that's the whole point of a podcast, isn't it? It's a bit yeah. different from like presenting an actual show, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a co- it's a conversation. We try to think of it as an extended group chat about reality television. Sure. Mm. So do you see do you, where do you see it going? Do you see yourself? Sorry. So is it, has it been? It's been commissioned for another series, I'm guessing. TBC. Okay. No, sorry. So it's, so it's the same. It's the same series at the moment. No, one. We're in a different series. So it's series. So yeah, two. we we were only meant to run for like six weeks. So. Oh, cool. Sick. It's been almost a year. Excellent. Oh, so every you've been on for every episode, every week. Yeah, we just took Dece- We just did. We just cut down in December. We took. We just did two weeks in December. That's it. Dope. So you've done fifty episodes. I think I don't know how. I don't know what number we're on. You know. Yeah. I could, fifty two weeks in a year. Well, but it hasn't been a year yet. A Quick year is, is, is started. <laughs> it started. <laughs> it started. In, wants to do it, it started in June. June fourth, right, okay. I think. So it will be a year. This is going to be a year in June. Okay, yeah, if if we're still going, which I'm positive that we should be. Amen. Ah, winning these awards. Amen. Tell us, tell us about that experience. Uh, what award yeah. was? What award did you win? How did we feel like? Okay. Um, we won an award for Best New Presenters, Dope. which is an ARIA award by the Radio Academy. And it was mad. Mm. Because listen, you know, like when you, do you guys know, like sometimes girls wear different shoes. So you wear your traveling shoes. Okay. Right. No, do you guys not know this? What, flats and heels? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. flats and heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, you must know that certain people wear like their trainers to work and then they change yeah, sure, into sure, shoes. Sure, sure, sure. So I wore my flat shoes, my boots on the way there with my dress right. thinking let me just change into my my swanky heels when mm. we get there and then before you know we're the first award <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously you know your girl arrived just on time so <laughs> so then they were like okay you're up like and then I was like oh should I change my shoes you know you was winning it or? no okay. mm. we were like should I change my shoes should I not change my shoes and I was like there's no way we can win this. Mm. I'm not changing my shoes. What's the point? Yeah. I'm putting all this energy and then being disappointed. But I did say, like, Raj was kind of 
like, no, but I think we, I think we've got this. Everyone mm. keeps on saying that we might win this, and I was like, <laughs> your people are just gassing you. It's okay. <laughs> but I did say to her like, okay, who's your top three? Mm. I put us in our in the top three. Okay. So either way, I was trying to come out with a bronze or mm. silver. Mm. Sorry, let's pause there. So wait, who are you rated against? Yeah. Just people in the who, BBC or who is you it against? Who are like, no, no, lots of people. Like, so is it a category? It was a category. There was like um, this guy who does. J- Jacob, he does on drugs podcast, right. like w- people who do like big ass like. Oh, let me find it. Oh, that's okay. No, it's <laughs> alright. It's alright. You don't. No, because I, I don't actually remember, man. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So we were against. Yeah. So we were against people from like the Guardian, other okay. BBC people, um, Kiss FM as well, yeah. Talk Sports. So it was like an industry-wide thing. Wow. So I did put us in top three, I can't lie. Sick. I thought, come on, let's come out with a bronze or silver. <laughs> and then when our names got called for gold, yeah, I was like, huh? Mad. The first thing I thought is I haven't changed my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so when we got up there, I was just like, I forgot to change my shoes. If I knew, like, <laughs> I wouldn't change my shoes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we got we got gold and the whole night is a blur. It hasn't really sank in. No, congratulations. Man. Thank you so much. It hasn't really sank in. And now you're just like, like, there people from the radio community were there like greg james was hosting and i was like oh my gosh i remember when he said our names the nominees like they said i was like oh my gosh greg james knows who we are now. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next thing you know like we're actually winning stage, so mad. yeah i almost froze because i was like what the hell i don't mm. know these people i'm not from this industry yeah so i was like, change, like uh, 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 hi but we made them laugh, so it's all good. Dope. This goes to show all the hard work and consistency yeah. pays off. Yeah, and it, and it shows you as well, like, you can't listen to those whistles in your head. Mm. Because in my head, I was so comfortable doing what I was doing. Like, I could I could tweet with my eyes closed. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I was so comfortable doing that, what I was doing. Like, when I started doing this, I was like, I'm so shit. Like, I'm so shit at this. I just need to go back to what I was doing. This is not me. This mm. is not comfortable for me. When actually, sometimes you need to be moved out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So it's even given me that internal confidence. As in like, do you know what? <laughs> You're all right, you know. You can do, you got a little side going on here. You need to, you need to capitalize on this. Six, six, six. Yeah, but it's, anyway, it's weird. It's, it's funny you saying that, but, but you've always kind of had a, a, a radio personality anyway. But to you, but not to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember you said, said that to me when we spoke about it. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm not surprised you're doing this. I always thought you'd do something like that. And I'm like, really? Yeah, so it's not, so it wasn't really a surprise. But it's, it's good that you're doing well. So where do you see where do you see it going at the moment? As in, do you think it will stay as a podcast or as the dream to, to maybe go to full-blown presenting and having shows and etc.? Jeez, I don't know, you know. I just know that I'm... being videoed, right? Yeah, we film it. That's, that's because like, you guys film it. You know video is the way forward, mm. isn't it? Yeah videos the way you've got to promote your stuff we weren't filming it at first we've yeah. had to just figure that out in the last few months yeah in the last month and a half yeah yeah literally a month and a half and um, where's it going next yeah. well obviously i still do social media right. and um i'm in a business mm-hmm. with a friend of mine we have a business called hybrid okay so Tell us about that. i'm trying to still do that do you know what i mean mm. i don't want to i've always the people that i really love and respect in this world like mm-hmm. diddy mm. right he does his thing, he doesn't let go. Because I was struggling a bit, like, oh, like, will I still be taken seriously as a businesswoman, as a professional, if I'm also doing this podcast? Yeah. So that was an internal struggle. But then I thought, actually, in this day and age, you can be your own blueprint. Mm. 
you can do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, so Diddy was a rapper and he's, <laughs> he was a rapper and he runs the record company. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Charlemagne the God, right? Mm -hmm. Or how, what do they yeah, call him? Said, yeah. Charlemagne the God, like, he does so much. He's doing his podcast. He is producing shows. Yeah. I went to Afrotech mm. and I saw him um, speak about his journey, right? Yeah. And he was like, he's doing so much. He's doing stuff in mental health. Yeah. And I'm just like, like, we're not limited to being one thing or doing one thing. Yeah. And even Angela Yee, who's on his podcast, she... They, she has her own podcast, the sex podcast. Yeah. She does the Breakfast Club. She has properties. She does a juice business in New York, right? Getting people healthy. Mm. So I'm just like, I'm looking more at the Americans and I'm mm. thinking like, they're doing, they're slash people. They're mm. doing bare stuff. Yeah. So I can't b limit myself, do you oh, know yeah, what I mean? Sure. So I can have my business. Mm -hmm. I can still do my social media stuff. I can be part of a podcast and I can still do other stuff. Of course. So what what does this this business do at the moment? The one that you mentioned. Oh, so we do what I've always done. So we create content for. Okay. Um, we work with record companies. Okay. We work with brands. We work with um, high-profile charities. So it's the same. It's just that I'm in a different position. Instead of doing the work myself. You're now going to be able to know be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. We have a team of we have a team of people like we have freelancers. Um, we have community managers, we have social media managers, we have people who do like ads, um, ads and the reports. Yeah. So it's good. And then I focus on, I work with Jason, he's the manager director, mm -hmm. and we focus on, you know, getting the clients in, working on the strategies. It's just, a, it's just positioning myself differently. Instead of being the person on the ground doing it, yeah. I'm just trying to work at a different level. Okay, yeah. at the top. Well, I suppose it's a, it's a natural progression. Yeah, where of you course. Just, you, the way maybe you described it, you think that you failed and, <laughs> and you've come back. But if you've worked in a company... 10 years in the game, anyway. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just time yeah. to, you know, level up. And yeah, so listen, I'm an open book, isn't it? I will take all the blessings, please. Mm -hmm. Take okay, them, collect okay, them. Excellent. I will collect them and um, yeah, do as, as much. You know me, I'm active. So <laughs> <laughs> that hustle mentality that, that you mentioned in the, the game. I'm active and I'm not slowing down. Yeah. The minute you give me one thing, I'm going for the inch. So, so then, when so obviously you being active and, and doing so much in your in your you know your, your becoming career, a person yeah, mm -hmm. in your career. Do you feel that that's impact that has or is impacting you in other aspects of your life? Why are you laughing Jesus now? is covered, isn't it? <laughs> what do you mean? Why are you laughing now? What do you well, mean? Like, Say with your chest. Spit out. No. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is obviously like... Am I married? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to ask that direct. But if that's, well, that's what, what you want to no, no, what, I'm, what? No, I'm not asking directly if you're married, innit? But obviously. So, what are you asking indirectly? Yeah, let me land, innit? Uh uh. <laughs> like. <laughs> let me see my drink, bro. Yeah, well. So, what I'm asking is obviously, with, with you being so busy and being a slash person, like, most people, well, other one, people we've interviewed on the podcast before, yeah. they speak of work life balance. Yeah. So, yeah. With, with the life part, it's like, you know, doing things recreational, obviously, dating. And <laughs> and even things you end up well. things which, which, you, which you enjoy outside of work. So, mm. how would you now, you know, describing being a slash person? How has that kind of impacted you on the, on the other side of your life? And what's maybe have you got any other goals on that side of that life? 
Um, so, what would I say? Do you know what? I, I date. Yeah, I do date. I'm not in, like, a relationship right now, but, you know, I date. I would say the difference is, in terms of, like, dating, that is different and something that has been mentioned, right, is that because even when I was doing the TV work, it was on a rotor basis. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a regular, I've never had a regular nine to five it's always been different so it's like sometimes you might pre-plan something and then that pre-plan can't happen but the great thing is that you can always be spontaneous yeah i'm off today what are you doing do you know what i mean okay or so it it it, it can work anything in life can work right Mm -hmm. but you've just got to but you date people that are kind of similar to you in that sense, right? That they also have, obviously you wouldn't be able to, like my, say, say like my little brother, right? He would never be able to date a girl like that because he's got such a set routine. Yeah. He comes home by nine o'clock, he likes to be in bed. 5 a.m., he's up, you know what I mean? He might walk his dog, then he's in the gym and then he goes to work and he repeats it. Do you get mm, what I'm trying yeah. to say? Someone with a set routine like that, wouldn't work for somebody like me. Right. I need somebody who's got we're a flexible on the, lifestyle. Yes, that's yeah. what it is. It's a flexible lifestyle. So I can't date a rigid person. Mm. That's just what it is. Okay. So does it impact it? No, you still date, but you you the, the pool's narrow. What oh, you say? This is just um, not narrow. Well, if you can only date people that are flexible, then you've only got a certain amount of people that. How many people do we know with flexible careers like that? <laughs> but I've, 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 ne- I've no, never, I'm, I've never had an issue that I've never, ah, I've never, ah, your source. I've never, I've never dated a rigid person that's just like, oh, well, this isn't working for me. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I've never, I've never ever had that. So I don't know what that looks like, but I do know from seeing like how some of my family work that it it wouldn't work for people with rigid lifestyles. My mm. brother's rigid. Do you get what I'm trying to say? He, he needs a nine to five person yeah. that's going to work for him. But so I, 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 I haven't met any rigid people. So do you have, do you say, <laughs> possibly if this is getting too personal or anything like that, but do you have like goals, like for example, to get married or to have kids and all that type of jazz? Of course, right. of course I want to get married one day to the right person. And I'm uh, sorry if I hit you. I want to get married one day to the right person and of course I want to have kids do you know what I'm trying to say do you think that will impact on what you're doing now or or like have you kind of had a view on your career to kind of mould it so that you can get to that stage or you think you just worry about that when it it happens no I'm gonna I'm gonna work towards it and that's why I think it's important for me to move from being a freelancer to being an owner a boss do you get what I'm trying to say because as a freelancer First of all, like, where's your maternity? Yeah. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second of all, you've got to really, like, save. And third of all, not everybody's flexible about working from home. Sure. So if I move from a in-the-thingy mentality to an ownership mentality, then really, if I work hard now and we work hard to set that in place properly, by the time I have my children, I should be able to set my rules. And I know me as well. Like, I really think about, would I be able to sit at home for one year? <laughs> Like, is that going to be possible? Probably not. Mm. Do you get, I won't be able to, I need to do stuff. So give me, yeah, six months off. Like, yeah, cool. Six months with the baby. After that, I need to be, I need to be active. so lovely. (laughs) 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 What do you mean? 
need, you know, I need to be active yeah, again. Sure, I need sure, to be sure, in a sure. flexible situation that will still stimulate Simulate, the mind. Yeah. Because my cousin, she's got three kids, right? And she was like, by the third kid, she was like, she was gagging to go back to work because she could not hear any more baby talk. Yeah. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So you just, I think, I think in this day and age, we've just got to, we've got to move correctly. And I'm trying to set that up now mm-hmm. so that by the time. I have a child, I want it to be in a situation where one, I can afford it properly, and two, there's flexibility, three, I won't lose a sense of self. So, 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 well, um, thank you for, for coming on the podcast, Pillar. We really enjoyed this conversation. Um, <laughs> Ra- no, Robert says with the most <laughs> monotone voice, no, he's no, like, no. bitch, you've been talking too long. No, no, not at all, not at all, not at all, not at all. Um, I've just been taking it in and it, obviously, You've been doing a lot of the talking. I'm just taking all of the, all of the have, info. Have, have I been your most um, talkative? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe the people them can. Nah! <laughs> Maybe they I think be edited down. Yeah. But, um, can you imagine uploading three hours. Mad. But um, how can people get in contact with you? Ask for advice and things like that. What's the best way to get in contact with you? Oh, on Instagram and Twitter, I'm pillar of society pillar spelled p-i-l-a-r hit me up anytime like i'm here or you can just go through these guys they've got my phone number Mm. and you know they'll facilitate a whatsapp or a phone conversation or e-man is trying to get me married off so (laughs) (laughs) even potentially a date even potentially a date who knows um, ah, what do you mean? I'm How good? And what about your your business? How can people get in contact with for any inquiries or hire you guys? Yeah, so you can just email us. Mm. So let me just give you the website, which is hypebrid.co.uk. So that's h-y-p-e-b-r-i-d.co.uk, um, and it's got all our contact details over there. And you can see what we do, and you know, let's do this. Excellent. No, it's the Insects Podcast. Thank you for listening.